How you doing? I got a new notebook. <laughs> Praise report for this because my old one filled up with sermons. So that's good, right? Good news. You guys excited for the Pats? Yes. Go Patriots. That's the team of our household. <laughs> Cool. So, um, you guys feel blessed? Yeah? That was a wonderful, wonderful service, wasn't it? I mean, um, worship time, right? Yeah, it was so good. Um, that vision I had was so impactful to me because I rarely have visions like that, like in worship. Um, and I feel like the reason why I had it was because today I came very purposeful to just focus solely on worship. Like, I came determined to just focus on that. And while there were other things that came up that kind of took my attention at times, I like reverted back myself to just focus on this. Um, I want to encourage you guys to take notes. How many of you guys are note takers? Cool. So why don't we pray? Um, let's pray for this service. I'm really excited for this message. And um, I hope that you leave here blessed by it. I mean, don't we always hope that, right? So this is no different than that. So let's pray. Holy Spirit. I know that you are here. It's evident, God, that you are here. There's no doubt about it, God, that you've been in, in this place with us today, God. And Father, right now, we just, I just continue to thank you, and I continue to open my heart up to you, God. I continue to open up my understanding, my hearing, my seeing, God, to receive from what you have, God. I love you, Lord, wholeheartedly, God, and I, I, want, I want us to receive from you. I want us to learn from you. I want us to be guided by you, God, in everything that we do, Lord. So today, God, we just, we just hope, God, and, and not hope, actually, we declare, God, that you're going to do amazing things. You're going to change minds. You're going to change hearts, and we're going to walk out of here better than how we walked in. We receive, why don't you lift up your hands? We receive what you have for us today, God. Today is your day. Let me tell you, today is your day to receive something from God. You are not going to walk out of here empty-handed. Do not allow that to happen to you today. If you haven't received yet, do not allow this service to end with you, walk, with you walking out of here empty-handed. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Cool. So... I'm excited to, to share this word with you guys. It's, um, it's pretty funny how I got it, and I'll, I'll tell you guys about that in a minute. Okay, so have you guys ever, um, have you guys ever thought about how we can't do just one thing at a time? Have you guys ever thought about that? Like how we can't just sit and just do one thing. Like even now, some of you are maybe like doing something else while sitting here. Um, but I, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how we now, as, as humans, we can't just do one thing. <laughs> we can't just do one thing at a time. We have to, for some reason, like be an octopus and do many things at once. Like I'll catch myself sometimes and... Uh, I'll be watching like TV or something, and while I'm watching TV, I'm on my phone. And honestly, sometimes I'm watching something else on my phone. Isn't that baffling? Like, 
that's crazy. Like, I'm watching TV. Like, that's already, like, something to, like, focus on. But that's not enough for my mind. Like, that, that's not, a, a, like, enough of a task for me to do. I have to also simultaneously be on my phone. Or you know what I'm guilty of? I've actually, at times, had the TV on, started to read a book, and been on my phone on the side. I don't know how that happens, but I do it. Or, um, like, TV, phone, and computer. How many of you guys done that? Come on. Keep it real. This is another one where you might keep it real. I didn't want to say, but it's the truth. Some of us, not me, though, but some of us <laughs> go into the restroom with our phones. And I don't know what we do in there. We're on Facebook watching videos about cats or whatnot. <laughs> but we do that. A task that is probably supposed to take like five minutes, we turn it into like 20 minutes. <laughs> like an episode of The Office. <laughs> and I was thinking about it. It's funny because it's a rest room. <laughs> but we can't even like do that in there. Like we have to bring our, our world into there with us. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of funny when you think about it. But um, it's crazy how we do so much at a, t at a time. Like we occupy our minds with so many things. We, we fill up our thinking and even our doing sometimes with so many things. We, we're always uh, working or we're always busy. Amen? Always working or always busy. That's the lives that we lead nowadays. Even if, even if you're like the, the, the most easygoing person. Like you're handling so many things at once. Isn't that crazy? This week, actually, I, um, just to kind of let you in on what's going on, on, on our, in our lives, we, um, we're, we're thinking about moving because our rent is just kind of, it's just really high now. And uh, my husband's commute to work is just really far. So moving is something that's been on our minds for, I don't know, like a year now. And... Um, also this year, we've been present, presented with an opportunity to perhaps buy a home. So this week, yeah, amen. So this week, I, um, our, our apartment manager came by. Um, can you hear me? Our apartment manager came by, and you know that little paper where you got to sign again another year? Well, we got that little paper, and we were just like, no, this is way too much. Like, no way. So, it, it's crazy. Looking for apartments is not easy, right? You guys feel me? It's not easy. It's tough. It's like a full-time job on its own, honestly, because you can't, like, look too soon because people want to get you in already, and then you kind of, like, feel like you have, like, a couple weeks to look before you can give your, um, like, your 30-day notice. So, I was thinking this week, and, and, and as I was sitting there, I was thinking, man, I have two weeks. We have two weeks pretty much to find a new place. It dawned on me, you know, two weeks isn't enough time to find a home and close escrow on a house. So that's probably not possible right now, which is good because it gives us more time to save. It's awesome. So I thought, okay, so then apartment it is for now. So I was thinking, okay, I have two weeks to find the right place because I have to give a 30-day notice because in March we have to, like, either sign or not. 
So I was thinking about that, and then at the, not at the same time, but along with that, I started uh, planning stuff for She Is for our conference, which is coming up. Woo-woo. So um, I was thinking about that, She Is, and just certain things that I have to take care of for that. Uh, and then at the same time, I was also, I believe, having to work on the podcast, and then just other church stuff. So I just kind of kept piling stuff on me, like it was home, apartment, things at home, things from church, just a lot of stuff just was piling on and piling on, and I started to freak out. Like, I started to go crazy and think, oh my God, I can't do this. Like, we're not going to find an apartment, we're going to end up getting stuck here, having to pay like all this money for rent, like that's not cool. And in, in, in the midst of all of my like anxiety, I felt like God said, go take a shower. <laughs> He's just like, go take a shower. And I thought, okay, fine. So I, I go, and he begins to speak to me. He says, stop, listen, and look. Stop, listen, and look. You're being attacked right now. Does that ever happen to you guys? I thought, you are so right. I am being attacked. And as soon as he said those words, I began to rebuke. I said, God, in your name, Jesus, I rebuke these attacks. I declare freedom from these attacks. I believe that we will find the right place with what we want, at the rent that we want. Like, we will find these things. I started to contradict the thoughts that I was having before. I started to empower the yes and let go of the no. Because Jesus is for our yes. (laughs) So as soon as I finished praying, honestly, like no joke, I felt so much better. I just, I didn't feel worried. And then the rest of the week on was like very easy breezy. Me thinking about those things, me filling my head with those things, just so that you know, there, there, wasn't, there wasn't anything wrong with that. I had good intentions in wanting to take care of all those things. Amen? Like, my intentions were good. It's good for me to look for a place for us to live in. It's good for me to focus on things for church. Like, all of these things are good. But just not all at once. It's, it's too much. It's overwhelming. So my intentions were good, just not all good at once. So today I'm actually going to be talking about um, a word that we all know. This word is multitask. Can you guys say multitask? Multitask. My husband was speaking on Friday, which is an awesome message, awesome sermon. Um, If you missed it, it's going to be up on Tuesday. Make sure to listen up. Um, So he's talking about kingdom culture. And as I was preparing this message, I started to think about that kingdom culture. I was thinking about those core values that he was talking about, those pillars that my husband was talking about on Friday. I started to think about them. And I started to think about the world's cultures. And the culture we live in nowadays is a culture of multitask. That's the culture that we live in. So with that said, let's go to the Bible. We're going to go to Luke Chapter 10, verse 38. And I'm going, to be, I'm going to be reading out of the NLT version. Please give me an amen when you're there. 
You guys all there? Verse 38, it says, as Jesus, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, dear, dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Amen. So let's paint the picture here. So here's Martha. She sees Jesus off on the distance. She invites him into her home. She says, there's Jesus. He's awesome. I want him in my home. I want to make him a dinner. Let me make this happen. So she goes to Jesus. She invites him into his home. Jesus, the gentleman and the awesome being that he is, he comes right in. So Martha gets to work. And if you can kind of travel with me, journey with me today, let's go to Martha's kitchen. Amen? <laughs> so we're in Martha's kitchen. Jesus comes in. He sits down. Mary goes straight to him. Martha goes in the kitchen. Martha assumes that Mary's going to follow her to the kitchen, right? Martha assumes that Mary's behind her, but lo and behold, Mary is not. So Martha's in her kitchen, and she, I don't know how to chop without a knife. Let's do this. <laughs> she starts chopping carrots, right? She chops carrots, puts those to the side, chops carrots, puts those to the side. Then she's over here on the stove, and she's stirring the stew, Stirring the stew. Then she has vegetables boiling, so she's, like, stirring those, making sure, like, they don't overcook. Then she's over there making the sauce. She's working. She's, like, cutting carrots, the stew, the veggies, the sauce. She's just, like, working hard. She's working hard for her blessing. <laughs> so she's working really, really hard, like, just trying to do everything right for Jesus, right? Then she happens to just look. She looks up from her busyness, and she sees Mary sitting down, and Mary is doing nothing. <laughs> nothing. Can you guys do this? Nothing. Mary is doing nothing over there. So I'm sure Martha's like cutting the carrots, stirring the pot, looking at Mary over there leave her cooking whatever so Mary Martha is going through this whole head trip right she's tripping in her head she's like going crazy and this is what Martha this is what I feel like Martha is thinking I feel like Martha's thinking dang it I have to get all of this done I have to chop the carrots stir the stew <laughs> make the vegetables make the sauce I have to make it all And I, I don't know if I can finish this all by myself in time to, to feed Jesus. I got to feed Jesus. 
I don't know if I can finish all of this by myself before he feels like he needs to leave. What if he doesn't wait for me? What if it doesn't taste good? What if I put too much salt in the veggies? What if the veggies are too soft? What if the, the, the sauce was on too long because I was cutting the carrots? Oh, and look at Martha over, Mary over there. She's just hanging out doing nothing. And I'm over here going crazy doing all this work. Dang. <laughs> My husband was a rapper. Gotta learn. <laughs> so finally, she blows her top off, right? Jesus. I just came to tell you that, my Jesus, I just came to tell you that I'm over there sweating bullets, stirring the pot, cutting the carrots, steaming the veggies, making the sauce, and Mary's right here doing nothing. Do you think that's fair? Tell her to get up and help me. Come on. Jeez. End scene. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So you guys get me? Are you guys frustrated? I'm so frustrated right now. (laughs) So that's what Martha is going through. How many of you guys have felt like Martha ever? (laughs) I have. So Jesus, the amazing man that he is, he tells her this. Let's go to verse 41. He says, but the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details, all of these things that you got going here. You're worried and upset about all of these things. There's only one thing, though, out of everything that you're doing, there's only one thing that is worth doing. And this says, there's only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. So in other words, I'm not going to tell her to go help you. I'm not going to ask her that. She's doing what she's supposed to be doing. Think about it. Jesus was human and all, but do you really think he cared to eat at this moment? I don't think food was on his mind. I think he was more concerned with those that he was teaching. And while Martha's intentions were super good, there's nothing wrong with what she wanted to do. She wanted to feed Jesus. I mean, that's an honor. She just wanted to feed Jesus. But she went about it the wrong way. She made it a burden. She, she turned feeding Jesus into a burden. And that's why Jesus wasn't going to ask Mary to go do the same. Amen? You guys hearing me? All right. There's a quiet. So what is this verse talking about? Martha wanted to do something good, but she had too much on her. She had a lot of things happening for her. And one of her worries could have been, what if this doesn't turn out right? What if I don't do a good job? So like I said, she had good intentions. Like she didn't go into preparing this meal. She didn't ask Jesus to come over expecting that it wasn't going to turn out well. I mean, do any of us go into anything 
expecting or thinking, man, I hope this all turns out mediocre. No, no, none of us go into doing something that way. I don't. When I have my tasks to do, I want to give 100 to everything and have everything turn out good. And that's why we stress about it. Because we have all these things to give our 100% to. Martha had all these things to give her 100% to. Isn't that crazy? So this is our lives today. We're trying to accomplish so much. We're trying to be productive. We're trying to streamline everything and just, you know, multitask. That's us today. Martha in the kitchen is us today. So every day, you're always in that kitchen trying to accomplish all those things. You probably are trying to feed Jesus. You're probably trying to feed your family. You're trying to do so much every day. But every day, you find yourself almost with the same result. I don't know if you guys are feeling me. As, as, a, as believers, our culture should be different. Like, we shouldn't have this culture of worrying. The world is the one that created multitasking. God did not create multitaskers. You guys get me? God did not create multitaskers. That wasn't part of his creation. The world's created that, and we've adapted that. But God's culture cannot adapt that culture. As believers, we cannot adapt that culture. We cannot do from the world and do from the kingdom. Eventually... Those two cultures are going are gonna to collide. They don't, they don't go with each other. So what is God saying here? He's saying, you and I were not created to take on all this much and end up being stressed about it. That's what God is saying. How many of you go through this sometimes? How many of you ever find yourselves worried or stressed out? Can I see a, a show of hands? Keep your hands up. Now look around. That's everybody. All of us. This is what's happening. The enemy... He wants your mind busy. He wants your mind so busy, so cluttered, so full of tasks, so that what he can do is then creep in and add some thoughts in there without you noticing. And before you know it, you're thinking about paying the rent, you're thinking about working out, you're thinking about your New Year's resolution, <laughs> you're thinking about your car payment, you're thinking about school, you're thinking about those deadlines at work, and then all of a sudden you start thinking, I'm not going to be able to do it, I'm not going to succeed, I'm not being productive, I'm not successful. You start thinking all these things, and because they're in, in the mix with your own thoughts, you think that they're, those thoughts are yours, but those thoughts are not yours. 
They're not yours. But that's what the enemy wants to do to us. He wants to cloud our judgment, confuse our minds so that we can't distinguish our thoughts from his thoughts. And even our thoughts from God's voice. Let's go to Ecclesiastes. You guys feeling me? Okay, good. Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 4. Verse 6. Oh, and I think, I'm going to read the NLT version. You guys there? Ecclesiastes 4, 6. And it says, and yet, better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. Better to have one handful of quietness than two handfuls of hard work and chasing the wind. Excuse me. Isn't that awesome? Hope that's speaking to some of you guys because it's speaking to me. I was reading this Forbes article and... It was a pretty interesting article. It was about multitasking and whether it was good or bad for, for humanity. And so I have some fun facts for you guys here. So multitasking actually originated uh, or was created for computers. Multitasking was created for computers. So what they wanted to do with computers is they wanted to get computers to be able to run different tasks simultaneously. Like you have your calculator up, your internet up, and your music up, all at the same time. That's what multitasking was created for. It was created for computers to run tasks simultaneously. Isn't that crazy? Multitasking was created for computers. Computers, basically this. This is what multitasking was created for, a device. A piece of technology. Not you, Ami. It was for technology. It wasn't created for us. But what ended up happening is we adapted that. Because computers are so efficient, let's make humans more efficient. Let's pile on more stuff on these humans so that we can get this stuff done. I was reading in this article that so funny that it's impossible. And then I even talked to Bella about it, and she confirmed it because they taught her this at school. So these are facts, guys, facts. <laughs> we actually don't multitask as humans. It's impossible for us to multitask. What we're doing in actuality is called task switching. You guys say that? Task switching. So you're merely switching tasks. You're going from this to then this to then this and to then that. That's what we're doing. We're not multitasking. We're task switching. So at your next interview, <laughs> you better tell your interviewer, I'm great at task switching. <laughs> it's not efficient, though. <laughs> but I can do it. You want me to. This is supposedly um, 
It was created to supposedly create or make us more productive. But what it actually does is it's, it's not productive because the quality of work isn't as good as it could be if you were handling one thing at a time. Another thing that they found is that it just wastes more time. Like it takes up more time of your day to handle a lot of things at once and just switch from, from them back and forth. It takes more time out of your day. You're more efficient and probably more productive if you handle one thing at a time. And you know what will happen? You'll end your day happier. Happier. How many of you guys want to be happy? I want to be happy. <laughs> Task switching, guys. Task switching. That's what we do. But we don't want to do that. So I want to clarify something for you. I don't know if some of you guys are thinking, well, but what about like, does, does that mean like my roles too, like the different functions that I live in? Is that multitasking as well? Well, I'm glad that you asked that. It's actually not. You being a, a daughter, a wife, and an employee does not fall into you multitasking. It's just you and your different roles and functions. You guys get that? Just want to make sure we all understood that. There are things that we can do simultaneously, but these are things that we were created with, not things that we try to do or learn to do. These are things that we were created to do. Like, what are you doing right now? You're breathing and you're listening, hopefully. Hopefully you're doing the first. <laughs> I can breathe and talk. I can walk and chew gum. I can clap and sing. If it's on beat or not, that's questionable, but I can do it. <laughs> we can do those things at the same time, but those are things that we were created to do. Those are natural functions of our body. You guys get that? So let's go to Colossians, and we're going to go to chapter 3, verse 23. And we're still on the NLT. Give me a sigh of relief when you're there. Thank you. All right. So it says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Isn't that a nugget of truth? <laughs> Let's read that again. Work, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord, Jesus Christ, rather than for people. So let's think about this. Let's think about, or, or let's, let's, let's act as if God is our boss, right? God's your boss. Whether you work at a job, whether you are at, or, uh, excuse me, whether you're a student, whether you're a stay-at-home wife, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad, progressive. Um, think about in anything that you do, God is your boss, okay? You guys there? God's your boss? Amen? Okay. So God's your boss. Now, knowing God, knowing who he is, knowing his heart, his characteristics, do you honestly believe 
that God as your boss is going to want you to do things for him. You think he's going to want you to work for him, being stressed out and worried? You think he's going to want you to take on all these tasks that throughout your day and at the end of the day, you're going to feel burdened by? You think he's going to do that as a boss to you? No? I don't think so either. But this verse says to work, do everything, like work willingly at whatever you do as if we're doing it for God. But are we doing that though? Are any of us doing that? I'm going to take your silence as a no. Doesn't sound like we are. Why aren't we doing that? Why isn't that happening for you? Why aren't you working that way? Yep, we're going to live in this awkward silence. Because I want you guys to think about this. I want this to resonate. I'm going to let this happen. We shouldn't be living like that. It's not how God wants us to live. So let's change that. How many of you want to change that? I do. Yeah. It's funny because we're so used to multitasking that we sometimes multitask God. That's crazy to me. We sometimes multitask him. I've said to you guys before that, like, I would wash dishes sometimes and talk to him. I don't mean that. That's not multitasking God. That's taking God with you wherever you go. That's carrying on a conversation with him throughout your day. So don't think that anything that looks like that is multitasking. Being at work and talking to God is not multitasking God. I'm talking about your private time. I'm talking about your individual prayer time. Are you multitasking God there? Are you praying really quick to then go back and watch the game? Go Pats? When someone texts you, hey, I need prayer, do you like multitask that prayer while watching TV? Or do you actually say, no, let me turn the TV off. Let me actually pray for this person because they need something right now. When we come to church, sorry, I don't mean this in a bad way, please. I love you all very dearly. When we come to church, do we multitask God here? This is a good example of, 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 of this that I'm trying to make. We get up to come here. We get ready. We take showers. You know, we put our, our Sunday best on sometimes. <laughs> and um, we come here. And hopefully the sole purpose of coming here is to be blessed, is to receive, is to worship. Those are a lot of things, but they all fall under the same cloud, okay? But sometimes we can't do that. I'm going to tell you a funny story. Um, after I prepared this sermon, um, which was actually yesterday, uh, I was preparing it, and uh, I thought, oh, I'm hungry. I want to go eat some breakfast, but... What we do is uh, we'll buy groceries for the week. So by Friday, like, we're out because what I have found, I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a little rant. What I have found is that, like, our groceries end up going bad if we buy too many. So I buy just enough for the week. So by Friday, we're done. So Saturday, we got to, like, go again or whatever. 
So there was nothing for me to eat. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go to the store and go, like, shop for what I'm going to eat for breakfast. So on my way there, I was telling God, okay, God, but I want to go to the store and just focus on that one task. Like, I'm going to go to the store to get some breakfast. That's it. So I walk in there. And at first, you know, you get the grocery cart. I don't know why I got the grocery cart, because I didn't need it. But it's just, I guess, routine. I try to pull out the grocery cart. I'm, like, so positive and happy. I pull out the grocery cart, and it's stuck. It's stuck with the other one. And I was like, come on. Wouldn't come out. So then I go to the next one on the next aisle, and that one's stuck, too. So I was like, oh, my God, kind of freaking out already. (laughs) I don't know why. So luckily, some lady left hers, and I got to, like, wipe it down. No germs. You guys do that? So I wiped it down, got my card, and went on my way. And I was walking through the aisles, and I was talking to God, and I was telling him, God, what do I want to eat? Like, what do I want for breakfast? Do I want to make eggs and, like, something else? Like, what do I want? So I was walking through the aisles just focusing on what I wanted for breakfast. I get to the cereal aisle, and I think, yes, I want cereal. That's what I want. So I'm looking at all the cereals. I'm solely focused now on what cereal do I want. That's my focus. What cereal brand is going to be a tasty and satisfying meal for me this morning? Found it. Got it. Put it in my basket. And I thought, should I just shop for other things now too? Like maybe for lunch? And I was like, no, just breakfast. (laughs) So I paid and I left. And it was so good. Had such a good time. And I thought to myself, I can do this. I can focus on one thing at a time and and accomplish it and feel good about myself about it. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. You guys can clap for that. That was a good time. So let's go to Matthew now. And I'll be winding down soon. Um, So let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Uh, Verse 31. You guys there? Amen? Okay. So it says, verse 31 says, So don't worry about these things saying, What will I eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things uh, dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Focus on this. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's troubles are enough for today. Amen. Why are we focused about tomorrow? I, today is enough to deal with. What am I going to do today, God? What are we going to do today? How am I going to work for you? How am I going to do what I do for a living for you? So that I can find rest in it. So that I can find peace in it. So that I can find happiness in it. How am I going to do these things so that my life is is better? My life is, is lived the way that you intend for me to live it. How am I going to do that? So what's the point here, Cynthia? Like, what are, you, what are you talking about this whole time? Like, what has this whole thing been about? You don't have to be super busy, Church of God. You don't have to be super busy 
to be productive, to feel like you've accomplished something. God wants us working out out of rest. Sleeping 10 hours, going on vacation, getting a massage, that's not going to get you the rest that you need. You're still going to wake up, come back, or get up burdened. Because while you may have put your body um, inactive, while you, may, while you may have set your body to do nothing for that time, your mind has been working the whole time. So what rest can you really have after sleeping for a day? It doesn't help you any. Rest comes from God. Rest comes from living the way that he wants you to live. So we are not a part of a multitask culture. That's not for us. We were not made to multitask as children of God. We were not made to do that. That's not for us. So let's focus on what's in front of us and do that one task as if we were doing it for God, our boss who doesn't want us burdened by it. Amen? Just before I finish, I want to tell you, it's biblical. It's totally biblical to stop. David, in Psalms, he wrote Psalms 23, where God guided him to stop. God guided him to go before uh, or by the still waters and to lie down on the green grass. And I hope that David was there just contemplating God, fully at rest, fully at peace. It's biblical for you to stop. One thing I want to clarify is I'm not promoting laziness by any means. <laughs> I'm not promoting that. What I'm telling you is be balanced, be wise, and live in true productivity, which is found in Jesus Christ. Martha had great intentions. Her intentions were awesome, but she forgot that Jesus was at our house. Don't forget that Jesus is at your house. So what do you want to do with him while he's at your house? Everything is going to work out flawlessly. Everything that you have to do will be taken care of. Just remember, Jesus is at your house. Amen? Why don't we get the worship team up here? My, hope, my heart's desire is that that this message, although it's practical, it has impacted you because it has impacted me. My heart's desire is that your life would be transformed, that you wouldn't be burdened anymore by anything that's up ahead for you. That every time you go to work, you remind yourself, Jesus is my boss today. And every task that he's allowed me to take on is not gonna is not gonna burden me any task that is up ahead for me is not gonna burden me because Jesus is my boss and he doesn't want me to work like that 
So why don't you get up? Get on your feet. I want you to come up here because whether you think you need it or not, I still want you to be prayed for. I still want you to receive breakthrough in this area because if you might not think it's important right now, I'm going to tell you, you're going to realize that it's important later. So I want you to come up here. God is going to do some amazing things with you today. You're going to find your breakthrough today. You're not going to live burdened. You're not going to live worried. You're not going to live stressed out. You're going to live free.